I mean, there's always some kind of hoopla coming out of New York, but uh, can you narrow it down for me, please? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Interrogang podcast. This week, we love New York, and we're sure you do too, but we don't love what has happened with the new We Heart NYC campaign, and we've got typographic reasons why. I'm Joshua Dick, along with my good friend, your Interrogang co-host, and a man with impressive X-height, Kyle Reed. How's your day today, Kyle? It's good to see you. Hi, Josh. Likewise. Yes, absolutely. I, I like how that was a type joke and a tall joke. I usually get them separately, but this one got them together. You Thanks. also have impressive Y height, Z height. You're tall is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes, yes. I appreciate it's it. It's a very imposing thing when, you know, when we get into scuffs, you're, you're just looking straight down at me. You know, all those times we get into really fierce battles. That's right. Okay. Well, now I'm scared. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get into it. This is week 12, 2023. Yes, hello there, friends. We've got a few releases for you that you need to check out this week. First off is a new contemporary sans from the French outfit Lift Type. They released Ginka, described as a playful and asserting grotesque typeface. Ginka fits right in there with the youthful wave of contemporary sans types sweeping the nation. Well, they're just really popular. Sweeping... All the nations. (laughs) All of the nations, yes, globally. That's what I mean by nation. Uh, It has a wider stance, which I actually really applaud the designer, uh, Julie Sodan, for committing to. Uh, A lot of typefaces are, they provide widths as an extra or uh, a set of all of the widths. But this typeface is exclusively in this wider width, which is pretty cool. Uh, And features these noticed, uh, sorry, notched out ink traps in the shoulders and joins that are very noticeable love a good notch i think this typeface is all about style and look um, and it comes as a set of 10 fonts five weights of roman and italics next up we have discotac that's right discotac a clever play on words here Uh, this is the uh new reverse contrast typeface designed by brian dove published by blaze type discotac is heavy footed it's got cement shoes on It's looking a bit clunky, it's a bit tense, uh, but all in the best ways. Yeah, heavy-footed doesn't do it justice. (laughs) The reverse contrast theme here uh, is very, very evident. They really commit. Perhaps it needs a good session out on the dance floor because it looks like it's really built for that, getting those cement shoes out. I bet it would dance pretty well, despite those clunky shoes, because the letter forms are sporting this noodly, loose middle waist that is packed with energy and fun. So yeah, good juxtaposition between brick-like poles and noodly looseness in the middle. Yeah, you keep saying clunky shoes. They're just platform shoes for the, for the dance floor. Exactly. That's pretty clunky. I've never worn platform shoes, but... No, not a... Not a- not if you know how to yeah. use them. <laughs> Sounds like you have. <laughs> uh, I like this one from Blaze Type, but I'd recommend it for display use only, or you might throw your back out if you try to get out there on the dance floor with this uh, a little too hard. Yeah, I have to tell you, when I first looked at the website for Discotech, I just laughed out loud. <laughs> it is so, it's such a delightful craziness. It's basically like the slabs, the slab serifs are just, playing a game of connect the dots yes. with what comes in between. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's loose, it's weird, it's fun. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and the third release that we have this week is from Contrast Foundry. 
Contrast Foundry released a clean and soulful Gothic Sands this week under the name Kofo Gothic. Pretty straightforward. As the name would suggest, Kofo Gothic is a true entry into the Gothic Sands genre. They did a fantastic job adhering to the historic and traditional tells of the specific type genre, like slightly flared terminals, a noticeable but not exaggerated contrast, and impeccable spacing. Uh, like really well spaced. You can't really make a good gothic typeface without uh, extreme attention to spacing. I think this genre, uh, when you adhere to the restrictions and rules faithfully, produces just stellar types and Kofo Gothic fits right in there. Yeah, this is the first gothic typeface from Contrast Foundry and it as they add an excellent workhorse tool to their catalog. Yeah, I'm usually a a bigger fan of the of the chunkier weights. I think that's been well established here. But what I really <laughs> like about Kofo Gothic is the thin weight. It's uh, it's just mm-hmm. really delicate and but still sharp and clean. And those the noticeable but not exaggerated contrasts that you mentioned yes. are really interesting in the thin because they're very subtle, but they're there and just giving that extra edge to a really sh- uh, a really nice thin weight it's a really good observation josh yeah most of the time the weight when it gets that thin is just kind of ignored a little bit or it falls off the the radar it's either not there or it's tried to be forced in where it doesn't need to be this is this is it's there but it's just a wisp yeah handled with tact and uh intelligence Well, Josh, I've got some current events to bring into the table today. I thought we could have a quick conversation about it. Excellent, excellent. So I'm not sure if you've heard of the hoopla coming out of New York this week, but it seems to be loud and fervent. I mean, there's always some kind of hoopla coming out of New York, but uh, can you narrow it down for me, please? That's true, yes. (laughs) All right, so here's what happened. The city of New York launched a public campaign to mollify a sense of togetherness and support for the Big Apple called We Heart New York, the heart being a emoji heart. We Heart Mm -hmm. NYC, actually, to be more specific. Right, right. It's clearly an update to the classic I Heart NY campaign. You know that typewriter uh, four stack that has become synonymous with the city? Of course, of course. I don't think there's anyone who doesn't know what that is at this point. Uh, That was produced in the 1970s by the iconic graphic designer uh, Milton Glaser. Well, the campaign is fine. It's fine. This new City of New York We Heart NYC campaign, it's okay. But it's evoked an intensely negative reaction from the design world and the type worlds. Yeah, yeah. I think you're you're describing it as fine is really a loving, (laughs) kind uh, representation of of at least my opinion, but also I think the opinion of many people. I have seen it described as a, one of the greatest failures of rebranding ever. <laughs> and that's not just coming from graphic designers either. That's like from just public figures, general people, journalists, like people who don't do graphic design are up in arms about this. I'm sure we're not breaking the news because you, everyone must have seen this because it was written up in the yeah. New York Times, the New Yorker. No one seems to be happy with this. And I think <laughs> there are a lot of... Like, there's so many subtle things about the rebrand mm-hmm. that are too bizarre. Like, yeah. first of all, don't fix what ain't broke. The I yep. Heart New York thing was brilliant. 
And it has been enduring, too. It was revived after 9-11 and has become this symbol for the city. Why mm -hmm. did it need something, anything new? Yeah, nobody had any issues. Even a well-designed thing. Why did it need to be new? Why did you have to change to mm -hmm. we? Because who's we? Yeah. If you wear a shirt that says I heart New York, we know what you're, what you're about. But if it <laughs> says we heart New York, I have further questions. Why add the C? Were we really confused right. about it being New York City? Did we need to cut out the entirety of upstate New York? Yeah. That seems a little weird. Why did the heart have to be in a third dimension and like weirdly shadowed yes. and confusing? Another good point. I also want to point out the wonderful work at Brand New and I the article written about this on Brand New uh, by Armin Vitt, the title of which is Putting the Y in NYC which is very funny to me. <laughs> and there was a commenter other that also yes. pointed out that the website for this campaign is welovenyc.nyc. Why not just do welove.nyc? <laughs> Why did you make every part of this bad and worse every yes. time? Nothing really lined always, up here. Always, always worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, this logo is not, not good. And I use the word fine because... In all honesty, it's just a bold typeface with an emoji, and that is ooh cutting edge. It's just white bread. It's it's oh gosh. Even the even the emoji part of it, like in the seventies, the idea of yeah that was like pre emoji, so that was special that it was a heart right. instead of yeah. a word. Now that's not special. We see that more than we want to see that. We don't need it on the new version of this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and. To speak into the cap campaign a little bit more, like I think New York City put this campaign together to be about New York City, not necessarily the state, and I get it, but here's where my qualm comes in. This whole thing comes down to authenticity, and this is where New York City botched it big, in my opinion. <laughs> um, and nothing is more evident here in the choice of secondary typeface. So they chose this typeface called New York Line for the uh, you know, titling typeface for this campaign, mm -hmm. which is a typeface inspired by the signage of Hotel New York, which is a hotel located in the Netherlands that aims to like recreate a nostalgic atmosphere of New York for tourists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this... This is really silly. It makes me think that the folks that were at New York, you know, at the uh, government building there or wherever they were designing this, they just Googled New York font. Yes. And this I, came up because it had New York in the name. I have no doubt. Yes. The fact that they just went with this is so weird to me. It's got a constructivist Russian hammer and sickle vibe to it, which is just really ominous and weird. It has terrible spacing. Like, letters are running into each other. And it really has nothing at all to do with New York. Well, no, wait, I have a, I have a disagreement there. If, if you're talking about the terrible spacing, if you've ever been on the subway, the terrible spacing has everything to do with New York. So <laughs> there's one point. I think that as a conceptual link is very generous of you. Listen, Josh. <laughs> we are grasping at straws. Yeah. So, like, this is the matter at heart. It spurs on a couple of thoughts and feelings for me. But really, the ultimate question is, what the <laughs> like that is the the question yeah. of the day what the f 
What the? Um, so <laughs> terrible logo choice in you know the culture of what that logo meant. You know the iHeart and Y logo from Milton Glaser. Terrible t- secondary typeface choice. Terrible deployment. Yeah, just all around not not great. So um, I'm not sure about you, Josh. Uh, I'm not a big fan. It sounds like you're not, but what's what's really your reaction to this type in the news fiasco? Well, yeah, I mean, with this type choice, you know what, you know what, New York New Yorkers love what stuff not from New York. Yeah, <laughs> with New York yes. in the title. So the idea that it's used yes. in the Netherlands is going to yes. make New Yorkers just just they're going to be so thrilled about that. Yes. They love sharing that kind of stuff, and it's so. <laughs> your point about they just Googled it. Like, of course, that's what happened. It's too not a good choice to not for that not to be what happened. And how could you not consult a type designer? Yep. They are, they exist. If you wanted a facelift, if you wanted a rebrand of your own, of yourself, you would not perform plastic surgery on yourself. You would (laughs) consult someone else to do it for you should yes (laughs) why why wasn't a type designer consulted on this yeah it's a great question i mean this is something that if it's so important to new yorkers and you knew that going into it you knew that you know uh, this kind of campaign was going to be meaningful to new yorkers you got to do some due diligence here i know it's a government agency and you want to spend the least that you can on something i get that but this is pretty important and you can't botch it like this yeah you got to consult the type designer which brings me, I guess, to this um, this idea of, of typefaces in general. I have a couple of suggestions for whatever committee brought this campaign to life or hammered it to death, whichever way you want to look at it. I thought that if you wanted to create a campaign that represents New York City or New Yorkers, you should use typefaces that are authentically inspired by the city or use typefaces from New York City-based designers, of which there are so many incredible choices, right? Yeah, absolutely. So... Here are my picks for typefaces that would have been better than New York Line. Ooh, how long are we going to be here? Uh, well, not too bad. I only have a, a couple okay. of recommendations. Okay. <laughs> uh, but first of all, Aerotype. Uh, they have a typeface called Name Sands, which is a Sands family faithfully dedicated to the spirit of New York City subway mo- mosaic tablets. Beautiful mosaics that you see in the subways. This is a typeface based how on How good that. would that have been? Right. Boom instantly better choice easy if the brief really did you know say we need a sans typeface should have gone with this one second choice klim type foundries sewn is perhaps not an obvious choice but it's a quality one drawn from the materiality of standard medium which was used in unimark's legendary wayfinding system for the nyc subway originally sewn i think is a very intelligent and clean choice and one that would have gotten you away scot free on that Three, Titanic. They have an excellent subway serif called Lafarge. It's perhaps the most New Yorky serif typeface since Milton Glaser's typewriter choice in the original I Heart New York campaign. It is based off. Is it of, actually described as a subway serif? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, a subway. Well, then ser- come on now. <laughs> the documentation for Lafarge is actually very, very, very good. Um, so cheers to Titanic on that one. Number four, NYC typewriter. Don't overthink it. From Scott Vanderzee is the mm-hmm. literal translation of the typewriter font used by Milton Glaser in the original I Heart NY campaign. So if the thought was to honor this heritage of I Heart NY, this would have been a very respectful and modern choice. 
And I guess a uh, last entry into this one is a bit of a uh, you know, oddball, but stick with me. Community Gothic from Frere Jones type is an amalgamation of... You love Community Gothic. Yeah, it's great. It's an amalgamation of NYC printing heritage and newsprint type as a whole. So it's a New York designer and a New York-y typeface filled with personality. Like, you can't go wrong here. Um, yeah, so those are just a couple of samples you can have them for free if you want to redo this campaign new york <laughs> which we recommend so that's that list but another tack to take in this whole what font could represent nyc the best debate is to go with a font designed by a designer or foundry that operates out of new york city or has come to be known for their associations with it who better to know what font represents new york city than the font designers of New York City. Yes, this is exactly the kind of project that aligns concept and execution. So here are some of my recommendations for New York City-based type designers. First out of the gate, Frere Jones Type. It's the resident champion of New York City foundries, producing the highest quality typefaces for and used by institutions inside and outside of New York City. Carnegie Hall, the MTA, Moynihan Train Hall, Essex Market. Like, New York is littered with Frere Jones's work, uh, just to name a few. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you ever heard of Gotham? Literally the nickname for New York? That was him. Second up, <laughs> Tipo Feely, helmed by Louise Feely. You won't find a foundry more fluent in the ways of vernacular typography than Tipo Feely. With Louise living and contributing to the New York City design culture for decades, this is an obvious choice. Should have gone with Louise. Commercial type has been making type in New York City for years. With types used by iconic New York institutions and publications, they have a real sensibility and style that defines refined New York. Chester Jenkins of Bespoke, BSPK, who has done typefaces for institutions like the New York City Opera, the Cooper Hewitt Museum, and the Apollo. Doesn't get much more New York City than that. Higher Chester, you know. General Type Studio, run by Stefan Elbaz, beams incredible typefaces out of Brooklyn. Yeah. Anything from General Type's catalog would have been an instant upgrade for this campaign. And probably a little more fun. His types are so, like, interesting and, and, and nuanced. Really like that. Uh, and lastly, XYZ Type represents a whole new generation of New York City type heritage creating types for the likes of Carnegie Hall and Cajun Tolner and some of these classic and new you know, establishments. Might we recommend their typefaces Elevator and Escalator, of which there are plenty in New York City. Also evoking the subway. Yes, bingo. Like there's this, there are so many options here for bringing a campaign about New York City to life that honors the heritage of New York, the people of New York, and the design vernacular of New York. Bring it all together. And the culture, the lifestyle, the actual being a New Yorker in yeah. New York City could have been in any of these fonts or foundries that you could have yeah. gone with. New York City. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's just some of my, my recommendations. Um, this whole logo mix-up thing, it kind of reminds me of the, the Gap outrage that happened quite a few years ago. I don't know if you remember that, Josh. Sure, yeah. But yeah, there's just it's like that this... That fiasco all over again. Yeah, there's just something about that I Heart New York Milton Glaser lockup that people immediately went to when seeing this campaign that was just so emotional. And 
it's a, a great case study for how type and uh, graphic design can be emotional. It can be representative of of human uh, feelings and emotions and nostalgia. And again, it's about also just how badly botched. Again, it's it's don't don't <laughs> fix what ain't yeah. broke. Something that's, that's so it. iconic and so beautiful and wonderful and and truly meaningful to the lifeblood of the city, and you decided to flip the table. How very bizarre. Yeah. I kind of wish that this is a discussion that could be had on a Seinfeld episode. I feel like there there could be a, a <laughs> lot of different angles where, like, really it's Kramer who designed the, the We Heart NYC, and he yeah. Googled New York City font, and that was just best. I think there's a lot of ways that that could go. It feels like that. I guess it's, you know, essentially bungled. It's a little silly. It's a little out there, but it's real. It's happened, and... I don't know. We'll see what happens from here. We'll see what they do. And I wish we could all just forget about it. (laughs) Absolutely. That's it for this week's Interrogang. This episode was edited by Andrew Spheris, who also provides most of the original music you hear on our episodes. The music you are listening to right now is Cut It Loose by Max Band. The Interrogang is a production of Proof & Co., Visit our website at proofco.xyz for more type news and to subscribe to our weekly newsletter that chronicles all of the activity in independent typography every week. You can also check out our 2022 annual report and almanac, a data-driven analysis of the world of independent type. You can get yours on our website as well. Follow us on Twitter at proof underscore and underscore co, on Instagram at proofco.xyz, or you can always drop us a line via email at hello at proofco.xyz. If you have any thoughts when we discussed in this episode, have any topics you would like to hear discussed on a future interrogang, or if you're walking here, we'd love to hear from you. As always, thanks for being a part of the interrogang. We will see you next time. Has anybody ever done that with Christopher Walken? I bet they have. I'm walking here. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I. You should do it. You should try it. Well, but it doesn't. I also. Hey, I'm. I'm walking here. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Don't make me punch your face. <laughs>